one thing about mom's stories, they could come from and go anywhere. For this episode, we wanted to talk about horseback riding. For years, my mom rode and then later trained horseback riding. But it's just not not where we ended up. Sammy Davis played there. Yeah, people like rioted, right? Well, <laughs> they wouldn't let him come in the front door. They made out, They made him go through the back. He had to go all the way through the back and come through the kitchen yep. to come out. Yeah, that's... And Frank was pissed about that. Yeah, he and he he went up to the owner, mm-hmm. and he said, "If you're gonna do that, he said, I will never play here ever, yeah. ever." Nice. So they changed everything <laughs> because Sinatra <laughs> was the big draw. You know it. You know, and they didn't want to lose him. So. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But Sammy Davis, you know, uh, because he was black, he. Went through all kinds of shit. Yeah, yeah and amazing oh, to think bullshit. he's that famous. He's got that kind of draw. He's the reason so many of those patrons were at the club to see him. Yeah, and they're still going to be racist. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, basically got a double standard. Could just even those stark terms like God. People just turn off their humanity. Yeah, they really do. I mean, it's it, it, it took time, like it took development. It's not, I mean, that's totally legit. It's, do, it's indoctrination. Was, but, yeah, and that's but, that's part of it. Is is you gotta where they like a cycle. they wouldn't they wouldn't and they wouldn't question. And that's that's how crazy it is. They wouldn't they wouldn't question it at all. Yeah, that they wouldn't even be the first force for good in or, that situation. Or even if they said, yeah, it's yeah, it's hypocrisy, but I don't care. Yeah, you yeah, know? exactly. Like that's ugh. oh man. Well, like I said, they uh, that's the way Vegas was. I mean, Vegas, you know, when I went there uh, in the casinos, there were black people, but not many, not many. Because they were still being kept apart, being mm-hmm. kept yeah. away. Yet they played on stage. Oh, yeah. Happy to use their talent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Happy to exploit. Exactly. Yeah. That's part of this country. Yeah. (laughs) As is money. And I remember when I went there, you know, I I said to Monty, I said years ago, uh, same thing when I went to the diplomat with my parents at night when we were kids. Mm -hmm. My parents used to go there and same people used to um, show up to appear there Mm. at the diplomat. Mm. Frank Sinatra. Mm. Joey Bishop, all of those guys. And I used to kid around with, uh, what was his name? Uh, Am I burning material here? No, we can get back to it. Somebody (laughs) King. Somebody King. And I used to run around the hotel with his son. Oh, wow. All the time. uh, Because, you know, his father was performing. And we had free reign of the hotel. And the hotel managers knew us. So they never stopped us. So I mean, we were we were all over the place. We were sliding down the banisters, and you know. <laughs> like, how old were you around this time? Eleven. Okay. Maybe younger. No, younger. Okay. Younger in those days. Yeah. You sound like you sound like me and my friends. Oh, we used to run around ho- hotels and 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 cause cause havoc. Yeah, and my grandmother, they used to get really dressed up. Oh. You know, not like today where you could go somewhere. You know, basically like this, mm-hmm. anywhere you want. Mm-hmm. 
we used to get dressed up. My grandmother used to wear these beaded gowns, and my mother wore oh. beaded gowns and mink stoles and full-length mink coats. Schmancy. And, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. real yeah. hoity-toity. <laughs> and then we would go, and Seal would take us sometimes... Not to the diplomat, we would go to the uh, Eden Rock down in Miami Beach. Oh. And the Shelbourne, she would decide she wanted to, and the Fountain Blue. Okay, yeah, I know that one. She used to go there, and she would take a cabana there for like uh, a month. And And we would go and stay there for like a month, and you know, I mean. Just rent it out? Yeah, but, uh, but, you know, my grandparents and my parents, they had a lot of money. So mm-hmm. they could stay anywhere they wanted. So it was just like when we stayed at Las Brisas. Okay. Las Brisas was one of the highest-priced hotel hotels in Acapulco. Oh. And my father didn't care. You know, he just he said, "What's the best hotel there?" And somebody said to him, "Oh, you got to go to Las Brisas." So sure enough, that's where we went. Okay. Same thing when we went to Puerto Rico. We mm-hmm. went to uh, uh, this casino hotel, and my. My father was a terrible gambler, oh. terrible. <laughs> and he would go in and my mother, he would go in the casino. My mother would go in and all of a sudden she'd come running out and she'd say to my brother something like, go get him. He's losing all his money. <laughs> get him out of there. And so we'd get him out of there. And sure enough, he would get out of there for the night. And sure enough, the next day he was right back in there. And he was gambling, and he used to love playing craps. Uh-huh. Loved craps. Uh, my mother Game and of I. Chance, everyone. Yeah, my mother and I used to like blackjack and you know stuff like that. And yeah. Roulette. That, See, I would have been with you all. Roulette. You know, yeah. It was. But he easy, liked his craps. Easy. He loved his craps. Yeah. You lose a lot playing craps, I assume. He used to lose a fortune, and then she'd she'd uh, grab my brother and say, you know, get him out of there or whatever, <laughs> or she'd drag him out of there, and he would go back the next night. Sure enough, same thing. He'd drop a wad. Uh, oh, really? There. But you know, he was dropping money like it was going out of sight. But he had a lot of money, so he lots of burn. Didn't give a shit. I know a lot of rich people do that, like to extremes. Yeah. I mean, he just didn't care, you know. Yeah. He. I'm jealous. He had a lot of money. One time we were walking down the streets in Manhattan, and I dropped behind him. Hmm. And I, I'm looking at him, and all of a sudden I see there's these $100 bills hanging out of his pants pocket. Uh-huh. And I walked up to him, and I grabbed it, and I said, don't you want to stick your money down in your pants? And he said, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. And, you know, and he pushed it back down and sure enough, a couple blocks up, money would come flying out again. He, mm-hmm. he didn't have a wallet. He'd just take it, you know, cash. And it was like when he bought the car. He just peeled off $3,600 bills. Right, right. Did he, did he grow up with money too? Yeah, they had money. So that, that's, I think that's a thing of having money is you just kind of, you, you don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. You, you don't. Because, you know, when, 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 when I went through, when we went through lean times, you know, you're counting every penny. You know where every dollar you have is because you might not have any coming in soon. But mm. to think he was comes from affluence and maybe he was just so, eh, it doesn't matter if it falls out. There's more. Well, mm. there was, uh, they lived in the Bronx and my grandfather used to buy shoes for all the kids. 
because the kids' parents couldn't afford shoes for the kids. So Herbie used to go out and he'd buy clothes and shoes and whatever, whatever they needed, you know, um, just so they had something to put on their feet and on their backs. You know, that's that's awesome. Yeah, and he he was uh, fortunate had to be that way because he was when he was a kid, he had two brothers. There was Philly and Eddie, and then there were two sisters, Rose and Mal. And Philly was a professional boxer. I mean, Philly Philly could knock a guy out with one punch. That's how how tough he was. My (laughs) grandfather got put in jail because he knocked somebody. Really? Yeah. My grandfather also was a scrapper. Okay. And sure enough, he got into something, and uh, my grandfather did something real bad, and he hurt somebody really bad, and they threw him in jail, I think, for like six months. Oh, wow. Oh. What do you think? Was he? Was this before he was married? Okay. Yeah. My well, God. maybe right when he was first married. Yeah, when he was first married, because Seal had to go visit him <laughs> in oh, no. jail. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> so so we, we, we... At least we know he could handle himself. Oh, in he, jail. He, if yeah, someone he, stepped two. He was tough, and his brother was even tougher. Like I said, Philly, okay. Philly would knock you right on your rear end. I mean, you'd mess with <laughs> Philly or my father or one of the other brothers or mm. so. Philly would knock you right on your rear end. He was like, you know, you don't do that. Okay. And, but that's they were scrappers, you know. But huh. like I said, they grew, they grew up in Hell's Kitchen. Right, uh, which right. was uh, in the Bronx. Right, and that's where they grew up, and that's where they cut their teeth. Now, was this before? I know that at one point there was a lot of arson in the Bronx. Maybe it was later on. I don't know. Before, did you all live there, or um, did you know that that as a problem, or was that later on? I don't know. I was okay. I was yeah. young. You yeah. were young, right? And that was like in the seventies, I think, when yeah. like the urban development kind of was. That's when, like, shit was getting terrible in New York City, and they defaulted and everything. Well, Cheryl and I were driving one time. I picked her up in Brooklyn, and I took the wrong turn, and we ended up in Bedford-Stuyvesant. And Bedford-Stuyvesant was like Harlem. Right. You know, in those days. At the time, it was a a rough neighborhood. Bad, bad. Well, sure enough, we were driving along, and I couldn't figure out where the hell I was trying i was trying to get to my brother's apartment down in manhattan Mm -hmm. and i couldn't figure out and there was a big snowstorm and we couldn't get any traction well sure enough we finally got down there but the cab you know everything was sliding all over the road and everything and we ended up i think abandoning the car and we took a subway okay and we got down to my brother's apartment and uh I don't know how we got in. Either I had a key or whatever. <laughs> and uh, we stayed there or whatever. So you escaped? Were you riding horses by this time? I was riding horses. I started riding very early, but I didn't stay riding early. I was My riding was done when I was like 9, 10, 11. That's when I started riding. Mm. Yeah. A lot, mm. you know. And that's when I got my horse. That's when you had your first horse. Yeah. And uh, you, you and I were talking about this the other day. You said he, that uh, was it a a a a a boy or a girl horse? 
he was a gelding. Gelding, which is which is a boy um, um, castrated, but yeah, but not a stallion. Yeah. Um, And this boy's name was the horse. The horse. Oh, high spirits. High High spirits. spirits. Yeah, that's nice. And uh, how old? Do you remember how old you were when you got him? Nine. Nine. Yeah. Okay. Nine. Straight ten, up. Something like that. How long did you have him for? A year or two, and then I sold him. Yeah. Um, okay. And then I got another another horse shortly after that. I always was into horses and my fa- uh, horses and hot cars. <laughs> okay. And it didn't matter what it was. My father would go buy it. <laughs> you know, if what I guy. if I wanted a car, he'd get me a car. There you and go. If I wanted a horse, he'd get me a horse. Okay. Uh, Arnie used to basically have your to, brother. Yeah, nah. used to have to beg for everything. Oh. Whereas with me, if I said horse, my father horse. <laughs> you know. Yeah, he uh, he definitely uh, favored his daughter. Well, yeah, well, poor Artie. Yeah, well, Arnie was Arnie. Arnie was very heavy, ah. and my father hated it. Hated it. Used to torture him. Would t- absolutely torture him. Huh. Uh, say, you know, why are you so heavy and you got to lose weight? He ended up sending him to military academy, so really? they would march the weight off him. Just because he was heavy? Huh? That's you think that's the only reason? I think that was primary. Primary. Because military academy, besides kids who who were interested in the military, it was typically used for troublemakers, right? No, but Arnie wasn't a troublemaker. No, Arnie wasn't a troublemaker. No. Or it was used for bad students, but Arnie was a good student. Arnie was an excellent student. Arnie always excelled at school. Yeah. Uh, that's why 45 went. Yeah, right. That's I was the one that was bad. You yeah. know, always got in trouble, always skipped school or whatever, did whatever I felt like. And that's so it a, worked in reverse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and at Oyster Bay, that's exactly what we do. We would go in the door, mm-hmm. go to class, go to homeroom, mm-hmm. go to one class, skip the next go right out the door and go down Snouters. We would all gather across the street to have smoke, yeah. and then we'd all head over to Snouters. So half the time, we were never even in class. <laughs> so when were you learning how to horseback ride if you were just too busy skipping school all the time? Yeah. Well, I was riding when I wasn't in school. <laughs> Were your weekends busy with horse stuff? Yeah. Yeah. That's all I did was ride. I got up, went to school, and rode, and rode horses. Really? Did you have an instructor or a teacher or something? At first, kind? yeah. I, had the, I rode the instructor's horse, and oh. the horse was named High Spirits. And the horse oh, okay. could jump a five foot fence without even batting an eyelash. Wow. Literally. Wow. And that's, I loved powerful. jumping. So I used to take this horse, and I would meet my friend Kerry in Clark's Field, which was a big field that had nine steeplechase jumps. Mm. And she, she and I would go and come in one side, and some other kids we knew with horses came in the other side. Same thing, another place, mm. kids, until there were like a line of us of about maybe six, seven horses and riders, and we'd all take off, and we'd go steeplechasing. And oh. we would race around this course. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Nice. But, I mean, you know, you had to know how to jump, and you had to, yeah. your horse had to be able to jump. Because if your ho- steeplechase jumps, there's a wooden box. Mm-hmm. So if your horse slammed into that box, he went flying over the jump, 
the wrong way. You know, his head head went first. That seems cruel. Yeah. Did you ever I, see something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Man, I, I've seen people brutal. get flipped. Um, but yeah, that's the thing, though. But like so, you know, so we that's what we used to do. We used to go barreling up to those jumps, and we would make sure we whacked that horse right before the jump to make sure he would go over the jump. So I that had, never happened to you? You never hit the steeple. You never hit it, did no, you? No. Right. But one time my horse stopped, and I went right over his head, and I landed on the other side of the fence looking up at him like this. <sighs> Boy. Yeah, and I was like, okay. <laughs> but it didn't matter how nuts it was, I didn't care. Yeah. Mm. The yeah. nuttier it was. And, and A lot of adrenaline. The trails around there in we- Old Westbury, you could ride your horse literally from Old Westbury out to Huntington, which was four towns east. On the trails? Wow. That is, Cause that is, that is extensive. Because Long Island, it's, it, it's very it? wooded. It, mm-hmm. There's a lot of dense forestry, I guess, right. yeah. for lack of a better term. Until okay. they developed, made developments. Yeah. And then they cut into all that. Oh, so you okay. couldn't go the regular route. You had to go behind this house and cut over this way, go this way, and then go that way. So you actually got to experience that, how the trail that you would ride early on would change and houses and developments were popping up. Yeah. Oh, isn't that sad? Yeah. Was that frustrating for you and, and your, your friends who rode? Yeah. I was lucky because I lived on Mutton Town Road, and we lived right across from... A preserve, an old preserve that was owned by a guy named King Zog of Albania. My God. He owned this entire estate. Okay. And King who again? Zog. Of, Zog. of Albania? Albania. Okay. We'll, 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 we'll head, send bots. this down to the research department. I think it was King Zog of yeah. Albania. King Zog the first. Nope, nope, nope. It looks like he nope. was in the 1920s. There's got to be more. Maybe there's multiple King Zogs. <laughs> but how many? Fantastic. Okay, but yeah, yes, of Albania. You have you have not misremembered this. <laughs> Score. So he owned the, the preserve across the street? Mm-hmm. And you would ride there? Yeah. And he wow. used to have a mansion, but over the years the mansion fell down. Oh. And we used to go riding in there, but we would ride the horses. That he had these big stone gazebos, mm-hmm. and we would ride the horses, and we would... Uh, go into the stone gazebo and we would make a fire, mm. cook hot dogs and hamburgers, wow, tie the time. horses up on the side somewhere, huh. and we'd have lunch and then we'd go <laughs> riding again, you know. Uh, but What a day. Or hell, that was normal. That was a normal day. My goodness. Uh, okay, yeah, no, this was him. This was uh, this was King Zog because uh, he was there was no Zog the second, unfortunately. So that was uh, him. Monarchy was uh, dissolved in Albania two kings later, so he was the last of the Zog line. Uh, so, so when was he born? Uh, he he was born in uh, nineteen eighteen ninety five, and he died in nineteen sixty one. So this wow. all this all tracks. That so he, he was all could have had land there. Mm. My goodness. Uh, uh, he he did die in Paris, uh, not not Long Island. But you know, hey, if you're gonna die, die in Paris, right? That's that seems. The guy knew where to go. Yeah, <laughs> but that's you know that's where I lived and yeah. that's where I rode and uh, several towns too. Here we go. In 1946, Zog and most of his family left England and went to live in Egypt at the behest of King Farouk. In 1951, Zog bought the Knollwood Estate in Muttontown, New York. 
but the 60-room estate was never occupied. Huh. It quickly fell into room, and he sold it later in 1955. Yeah, there you go. That was the one right across the street from my How house. Wild. <laughs> and so, now, so you used to ride mm-hmm. on this property? And what was it like? Well, the ruins were great because mm. you could see where the house was built. There were all these steps like, like, like uh, Philbrook. Okay. Yeah. Steps in yeah, the in the backyard, stone, yeah. and you would go up the steps and go up the steps, and uh, and you could see the ruins of the house. And on one tier of steps, there was this uh, uh, fountain. Okay. So it was like a gargoyle fountain, mm-hmm. and then the fountain used to, and he had these fountains periodically. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. And so, so you were probably uh, just as when you were like nine, ten, eleven, maybe a, an early teenager. No, I think uh, I think I was like eleven or twelve. Okay. Okay. You okay. Know, something like that. So you kept riding then, or, or you just continued to ride throughout the rest of your school. Days. The rest of my oh, life, I, I. Oh wow! You know, and then I, I just stopped riding because uh, I moved. Sure. And I didn't have. I used to train horses, mm-hmm. uh, you know, out on Long Island. Wow. So that's what I would do: is I would train, you know, horses. Huh. Um, but I, I loved it. But uh, somebody said to me, you know, what would you do if you got on a horse today? I said nothing. I said it's like riding a bike. You sure. Put your foot in the stirrup and. Climb on. You're right. Yeah. Well, you've spent so many hours riding. I, I mean, you. Well, and, and you were uh, you were a horseback riding instructor for many years, mm. even instructor. just as recently as a couple of years ago, before mm. moving uh, away from Florida. Mm. And then I was in three. I did three day eventing, which I loved. Mm. Yeah. And uh, but uh, but <laughs> yeah, I used. I rode a lot. You know, they just had the uh, PBA. Er, Professional bull, professional bull riding. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah that was just night before town. last. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Never rode fr- bulls. We had we had friends who went, so they were. I don't know if they. I wasn't sure if it was just bulls or or they threw some horses in there too. Well, well, and uh, you've traveled. Uh, so have you ever ridden like a camel? You ever ridden traveled anywhere where you rode a camel? Mom rode a camel. Your mother has. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. wow. She she'd been to what e- Egypt or yeah. My father. Hmm. They all went to Egypt with the, with these people. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, these two couples that they were friends with or yeah. whatever. And this one guy, um, one of the guys, I don't know what it was with, but he always used to grab my father's ass. Okay. Well, and my that, mo- that's, that's called homosexuality. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a lot more common now. And my mother <laughs> used to say, what the hell is with him? Why does he always grab your ass? And my father, and my father would get mad at him and say, stop it. You know, what are you right. doing? What yeah. are you doing? Yeah. Uh, but sure enough, you know, that's why my mother, my mother never cared about homosexuality. Because she, <laughs> she, she's like, dad's got an ass grabber back yeah. home. <laughs> and then I had a friend named Bobby Cusano. Okay. Who, was um, he also an ass grabber? No, no, but he was obviously gay. He was one of these, like, gay guys, little gay guys. He was a friend of mine. Okay. And mm. Bobby. Oh. What a jaunty tune. Yeah, I like to keep it jaunty. <laughs> anyway, but anyway, Bobby, so, so Bobby Cassano. Bobby Cassano says same thing. Bobby, you know, Bobby was one of these mm. uh, gay guys. Mm-hmm. That's why when I met Stephen and Stephen, yeah, I love gay guys. Sure, <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> <coughs> you know, so if somebody said to me I was gay, I was like, 
Okay. <laughs> you know, this is great. All right. Well, so, all right then. You know, so where's your partner? You so know? They, yeah, yeah. Okay. Or do you not have one? I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, so I was asking, uh, you know, as a, as a horseback rider, I was asking if you'd ever ridden any camels. You ever, what about elephants? You ever ridden an elephant? At the zoo, I think. At the think. zoo, you think? Okay. Or um, what about a donkey? A bu- yeah, a donkey. Bu- a burro. We, <laughs> yeah. We had a... a Nutmeg was uh, a pony. Po- oh, he was a, was pony. a pony. He yeah. was a okay. pony. We had a not... pony growing up. Oh, yeah. Okay. He was a pony, not a, not a donkey, but they mm. they somebody had a donkey, and I used to climb on the donkey. <laughs> donkeys are stubborn. As I was going to say, can you really ride donkeys? No, like, is they, that, that... they and... not. They don't like it. Right. Not 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 by their choice. But by... horses, right. horses like being ridden, though, huh? Yeah, horses like Bonnie. Had a donkey. Who you? This is someone you, one of your students back in Florida. Yeah, yeah. She, she named, had a donkey. Yeah, oh. they had a donkey named Bruce. In <laughs> okay. fact, they had two donkeys, and one of the donkeys unfortunately got hung up in a fence, and he hurt himself real mm. bad, and they ended up putting him to sleep. Oh. But Bruce, back Bruce, down to one donkey. They were <laughs> back to one do- one donkey family. Yeah. Bruce would hear me coming, and he would start. Yee-haw! Yee-haw! Because he knew I brought carrots. You brought treats. Oh. As soon as he saw me coming. Yee-haw! <laughs> he <Yeah>. knew. <laughs> okay. But you didn't ride, Bruce. Bruce wasn't a riding donkey. Well, you could. I hopped on What him. was the point? Why would you have him? What was the just point of see, having him? Just to see if he could do it? Yeah. Just well, yeah. What, is he just or a pet? What is he? Because he, he has he to live? He was like a companion. <laughs> Okay, so maybe we have a couple of horses, get a donkey in there to keep him company. Yeah, yeah. it was it was like they would also like Bonnie had goats. Yeah, and sheep. Mm. Okay, and those, yeah. were those mm. just for hanging out too? Just also yeah. for hanging out. The yeah. sheep, did they shear them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did they use the wool for anything, or, or did they sell it? What happened with the wool? I think Florian used to sell it. Yeah. And, uh, but he used to shear, they used to, these guys would come mm. and Florian, they would all grab him and they would shear yeah. him and stuff. That's what they do. Well, it was like his lychees. The guy, the guy has 13 acres mm. of lychees. Mm. Beautiful lychees. This is Florian. And he had lychees. And mm. so we used to go to Europe to these fruit and vegetable shows mm. and we would be pushing his lychees. So we ended up making lychee jam. We made preserves, jelly jam, and all that stuff. He never sold it. He made all these jars. We made. We had like two, three hundred jars of jams and jellies and whatever. And I said to Bonnie recently, when I spoke to her recently, I said, "Do you still have the jams and jellies?" She says, "Yeah, he still has them. He never did anything with it." <laughs> I said, "Well, it's rotting." I said, "Don't you think he should?" throw it out yeah. or something and she said yeah but he won't touch it she said he just leaves it there That's she wild. said he's a hoarder wow yeah. i've never thought of it that way like yeah. i mean wild eh, anyway wild but um huh what um <coughs> would you would you ride a horse if you had a chance again yeah yeah. In a heartbeat. Yeah. What about what about if someone wanted to uh, learn horseback riding? Would you be interested in teaching again? Yeah, I would have to bone up on it. Uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I could teach equita- basic equitation, no problem. Mm-hmm. But I used to teach high level dressage also. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I tra- I taught walk trot canter, three day eventing, mm-hmm. 
I taught everything. Wow. I mean, because I did everything. Right. And I did it well and well. And I used to train with a woman named Lyndon Gray. If you look her up, Lyndon Gray had a horse named Kitwell Consul and Muftir Ali Ibn Yabin 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 Yabin. That's weird. That's a mouthful. <laughs> yeah. She had these uh, uh, horses and. They were just all these, uh, what kind of horses were they? Arabians. Okay. Arabians and Mm Anglo-Arab. Kitty was an Anglo-Arab. And Lyndon was one of your instructors? Yeah, Lyndon Gray was my instructor. I see, okay. Yeah, and she, uh, when I trained with her, she put me on a horse named Rachmaninoff. This horse was great. Wow. Beautiful, beautiful horse, and he would literally dance. You know, you'd have him going like this, like this, and he'd be dancing with the feet and the feet, and he'd be going forward and sideways and forward. But then she put me on this other one, uh, Rachmaninoff, and Rachmaninoff took me all the way across the arena. So I would start cantering as if I was going straight, but I would ease him until I was at the other opposite corner of the arena. And the arena was a big, big rectangle. Mm. So I would literally canter from one side to the other. But huh. but I was very good. And uh, I was a, a three-state regional qualifier. Okay. Wow. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. About, uh, how old you, was that? How old were you when that happened? Teens. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. That is cool. And then a few years uh, later, you're yeah. you're hanging out with hippies in a field in New York. Yeah, well, this was right, pr- <laughs> right? when I was doing the the competition with the riding and everything with Lendon was a couple, maybe two, three years before Woodstock. Okay, gotcha. So I was riding all the way up. Yeah, you know, she, and then you could, and you then I was ridden all the way out to Bethel. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. And, uh, you know, we talked a little yeah. bit about uh, your adventures at Woodstock last episode. Yeah. But uh, I know we had a couple of listeners that were hoping to, to, to hear a little bit more about that. Yeah, they wanted some more details. Was there perhaps. anything else that you remembered since we like, talked about uh, about it, about any of the bands you saw or any of the experiences? Like, one thing is I know that Woodstock is famous not just for the mud, but for the nudity. <laughs> I was going to ask about the did, mud, did, but you go right. Yeah, did, yeah, did you, did you see a lot of... <laughs> were there a lot of... Was there a lot of swinging dicks at yeah. Woodstock? Yeah. 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 A lot of people were running around without clothes. And Cheryl and I used to, I was like, I said, they're all high. I said, they're all. You guys were shocked to Bingo. see it. Yeah. You were shocked I, to see it. I said, they were all, I mm-hmm. said, they're all tripping. Mm-hmm. I said, they don't want clothes on. They, they, they want to, you know, let the sun shine in. Did you, oh, okay. did you, did you ever make it over to those ponds? I've seen videos of people in there and. Whole lots of nudity. Yeah, it was. So. Woodstock was utterly disgusting. Yeah. Well, were you in the mud for a while? Okay. Did you guys get covered in it? No. Okay. We left. So you didn't go. Nobody went and jumped in like one of the puddles or anything like that. Okay. No, no. We, Good for we you. walked around Good for you a all. little bit, and I said, Cheryl, I said, come on. I said, let's get the hell out of here. I said, this is gross. <laughs> and, and it was, you know. And where are you going? We're going back to the motel. I said, this is disgusting. <laughs> How far hey. away was the motel? Yeah, yeah. We could walk to it. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, because you stay there every night, right? Okay. 
And then you went back the next then day? Then you went back the next day. Man. The first day we drove. And then we... So re- you didn't leave your car on the side of the road then? I did. You did? The one day. Okay. I left my car on the side of the road. Did you go back and did you, somebody else take you back to get it? No, we, okay. walk, we walked back to get okay. it. Okay, okay. Oh, now, and then you went. And then we took the car and went back. But okay. now you have to understand, <laughs> Cheryl was straight. I was high as a kite. Gotcha. So when I was driving my car, I couldn't even feel the damn wheels on the car. That's how bombed I was. <laughs> <You know>? oh, <laughs> but And then we used to do this stuff called angel dust. Yeah, a.k.a. PCP. Yes. Uh, God, that stuff, again, the same thing. Couldn't feel my feet mm. on angel dust. Couldn't mm. feel the bottom of the car. Mm. Was driving a car, didn't know, you know. People said, you were lucky you didn't get pulled up. I was lucky. You were. I was very lucky I didn't get pulled <laughs> over and thrown in jail, which I have that. been to. <laughs> But not because that, not, not, not because of that. That was, but that was a conservative um, area in New York. Um, a lot of people, most of the people there who were there, weren't exactly thrilled that the uh, guy had done it. What's uh, talking about the people? Yeah. Max Yasger. Yasger. <laughs> and his farm. So, but he didn't care, and that's God bless he him. He had all this great land, and he. Mm-hmm. Went... Oh, oh! Were you there when he talked to the crowd? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you got yeah. And uh, and I mean everybody was Max Max yeah, Max like Max. It, he yeah. was all about it. Yeah, he got up and had his you know a couple minutes. And um, yeah, what was I gonna say? What do you remember from the crowd? Yeah, talking about them shouting up at him. Was everybody were, were there like normal not normal people? Were there? Did you ever find some sober people? <laughs> there was nobody sober. Nobody there. was sober besides Cheryl. Besides Cheryl. Uh, I think Cheryl was the only sober person at that entire place. Wow. And and like I said, she, record. she didn't drink, she didn't do drugs, she didn't do anything, you know. She but she, she always was the tourist. She always had a great time wherever she went. She must have, considering <laughs> <laughs> the stuff I used to do to her. She was our Rosalind. Was just Horrible. I mean, now I think about the things I did to her, where I dragged her to, and you know how I pushed her up to the altar in St. Patrick's, and this. And I thought, God, you were a pushy broad, <laughs> you know. And and she was so gullible that she would let me do it, and then she would say, Why would you do that to me? Why did you do that? You know, like with the priest. I can't. I'm Jewish. Oh, Cheryl, come on. I said, God doesn't give a damn. <laughs> he just wants you to show your rear end. <laughs> did Did you have much time? Uh, I remember this was another question from one of our listeners about your time with Janice. So was Cheryl there with you when you're? No, it was just you. And was that at Woodstock or was it in Florida? No, that was in Florida. That was in Florida. Oh, okay. was it Florida or New York? Or was there multiple times? Well, there, it was multiple times. So okay. when I partied with her, it was yeah. in Florida. Okay. okay. Miami? She, or, yeah. Okay. I had an apartment. I live, I went to an all-girls school there. Oh. Big mistake. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Big mistake. I went to a fashion school. My father decided, my father thought I was going to become the next Givenchy. Okay. Uh, you know, so I went to a fashion school, and uh, <laughs> sure enough, I got in trouble everywhere I went. Didn't matter. Saw Richie Havens there, saw the Chambers brothers. Oh. Janice, Janice came to my apartment 
and she brought a big old bottle of Four Roses. Oh, right. Right. How did now? How did she end up at your apartment? Yeah, I invited her. How did you get to? How did you end up inviting? Like, how did yeah. you have a conversation with it? Led to inviting her. I was a... talking to her and stuff. I was, you know, right up by the stage and stuff, and I got to talking with her. It was just like how I met Eric Clapton. The same thing. Oh. Um, I just started talking to these people. Hey. And Santana, uh-huh. they invited me back to somebody's house to a party. Yeah. And that uh, was that Woodstock, or is that that was at Woodstock? That was at Woodstock. And wow. sure enough, Santana was playing, and Santana invited me back to a party. Well, well, I think I told you this about this guy that mm. was shooting up, and he shot himself up. Yeah, we arm. talked a little bit about it last oh, episode. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was the house that did it. Was... That was at the at a party that Santana invited you my, to? Yeah, my goodness. and I was like, uh, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. And I said, this is, this is big trouble. That was when you leave the Santana party. You, you know, yeah, and, you know, because you knew the cops were going to be there. Yeah. And everybody was going to get questioned, and everybody was going to get hauled to jail. Um, you know who else I was that was there? Who? Creed Bratton. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, back. What? So, um, wow. Okay. <laughs> jumping, so, jumping back to Janice. Um, yeah, back to Janice. What was it like hanging out with her? Yeah, was she oh, pretty she, down to earth? No, she she was nuts. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. she was totally nuts. She was always fried, <laughs> always hammered. Yeah, uh, and I mean, she was she would start singing, and yeah, you know, mm. ah, she'd start wailing with that raspy voice of hers, and then she'd chuck some four roses down, and let's go, let's go outside and walk around and do this and. You were like, okay, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but she she was Memorable. a crazy person. I mean, wow, yeah. you know. But like I said, so I mm. got into smoking and mm-hmm. drinking, and because I hung out with all these nutty people sure. that did all this, and so sure. this was way of life for me. You know, this was normal. Right, of course. It was normal. Yeah. So I, I guess that's why years later when I got thrown in jail, they said, you ever been in jail before? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and they went, oh, you make a habit of doing this stuff, you know, and I was laughing. I was like, no, but I just end up in places where I end up here. Well, <laughs> you, know. you know, you're into horseback riding at one point and then jail the next. I mean... <laughs> It's a long, uh, it's a long journey, folks. Clearly, 